And now, here's your host of Shaping Success, Wes Tankersley. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Shaping Success. I am your host, Wes Tankersley. Thank you for tuning in. If you are seeing this on the live show, please do a watch party. If you're listening to this on the podcast, please like, share, and review. Help me to grow the show. This is episode 77. My guest is Curtis Jackson, also known as DJ Curveball. Curtis is a podcaster as well as a DJ. So let's dive into Curveball's story. Thank you for being here, Curtis. Thank you for having me, Wes. I was on your podcast a couple weeks ago, and, uh, you know, I just was, your story just kind of makes me really motivated. So I wanted to share that with my guest, kind of get that out there. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. I'm originally from Louisiana. Right now I'm living in Junction City, Kansas. I have been totally blind since birth due to congenital glaucoma. They tried three cornea transplants, but they all failed. I graduated from public high school, Derrida High School, from the town I'm from, Derrida, Louisiana. I went to Louisiana Tech for a little while. I went to the Louisiana Center, which is the Blind Training Center in Ruston, Louisiana, where you learn different blindness skills so that you can live your life and be successful. Things such as cane travel, cooking, braille, how to, how to keep your house up, you know, everything that you need to be successful as a blind person. I moved to Kansas in the year 2004, working at a company called Envision, which is a manufacturing company that hires blind people. And I did assistive technology for a while, for about 10 years, which is where you teach people with disabilities technologies, different technologies. Right now, I work as a cashier stocker at Fort Riley Army Base, still at Envision, the retail side. And last year, I went to the Academy of Radio and TV in Huntington, graduated from there with academic excellence. I'm an internet radio DJ for Blind Cafe Radio, as well as G-Spin Radio. I do several shows. And four months ago, I started my podcast. The Living the Dream podcast with Curveball, where I interview guests that motivate and inspire. And I have two kids, my son, Daniel, my daughter, Kiara, they're eight and four. My son has autism, so I feel like I can kind of help him because I know what it's like to have a disability. Yeah, and it's I love the fact that, you know, it's nice to know that I, when my next question was going to be, how long have you been blind? And you pretty much defined that for us. It's been since birth, so... You've learned how to deal with that all the way through life. How do you think that would be different from someone who possibly went blind at a, an age where they had sight before and, and then all of a sudden it's gone? I have a friend that got shot when he was 25. So he, he saw all the way up to age 25 that there are several conditions that can make a person go blind later in life. It is a little difficult for them because they they're used to seeing and and that and now all of a sudden that can be taken away from them whether it be gradually or or all of a sudden so it'll definitely take an adjustment because i've been doing all these skills all my life but somebody who might go blind at age 25 they might have to learn these skills you know right in the middle of life and and all of a sudden that's taken from them so it's it's different from a mental aspect as well as a skill aspect so has you said you mentioned that you help teach people 
to deal with this and, and be able to function in society. Was it easier with a person who had been blind from birth versus someone who was, you know, blind at a later age? Yeah, it, 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 uh, to me, it, it, it can be easier dealing with a person that's blind since birth because the person that that might be blind later in life, you know, they're still missing their vision and, and you know, just having a hard time adjusting. And, and you're trying to get them to kind of understand or get it straight in their head that now, now it's a new reality. So they have to focus on that. But I mean, it's difficult. I, I can't say that I understand because I've been blind since birth. So this is this is my life. And what I love about it is that you never let that hold you back. Can you talk about kind of your childhood and how you dealt with that going through and, and, and just adjusting to everything from the get-go? Yeah, I mean, you know, my, my mom did, did the best she could. We, we had a bl- blended family. My stepdad and his kids, they were all sighted. So I was pretty much the only blind person. I think that there was one other blind person, but he was older than me. So I went through basically public school and the teachers did the best they could to, to teach. And then eventually I ended up getting a teacher for the visually impaired that would transcribe my assignments. But I mean, I, I played football, basketball, baseball, soccer. Uh, my brothers and sisters did not let me use any excuses. Um, and it was just my life. I mean, I wish I would have had those real strong blindness skills that the Louisiana Center and the National Federation for the Blind Centers give you. Wish I would have had them at that age because I would run into things a lot. I, I wasn't that great with cane travel, but hey, I survived. I'm still here. <laughs> I've had more stitches than a crochet doll, but I mean, I'm still here. That's great. The persistence. I just love it. I love the fact that you, no matter what, you just had that positive outlook. Was there ever a time where you did have any negative thoughts about it or was it always just looking for the positive? I mean, I do, but I have to understand that nobody's going to knock on my door and and give me opportunity. Either I do what I need to do, or I'm one of those people that's in a group home and other people are running my life. And so, you, so you do what you have to do, or other people run your life. Which one do you want? That, that that's the choice that you have to make. And and I mean, sometimes I still get down and depressed. I'm human, just like everybody else. But you just have to. You just have to pick yourself up and uh, ask God for that strength when you need it and keep going. That's all you can do. I, I mean, I've, I've even owned my own home and it was uh, painful to lose it when my position ended as an assistive technology specialist and having to move to a job that I, that I don't really want, that I don't want. Uh, so I just uh, make the best of things, you know. That's a great outlook. It's awesome that you just keep pushing through and are persistent because I think that even people who have who have sight or who have everything, a perfect situation, a lot of times they find excuses, just like you said, and there's no real excuse for it. So, so your name is DJ Curveball. Can you tell us a little bit where you got that from? Were you a baseball fan? I am a baseball fan, but the reason I got it is because I used to be a rapper. I rapped for 20 years, and when and when we were in junior high or going, going into high school, my friend, uh, best friend, Sean Davis, was uh, pushing me to rap, and and I'm like, well, wh- what name am I supposed to use, you, you know, uh, to do all this? And he's like, we'll just call you Curveball. <laughs> and and so I, I, I had that stick with me, and even though I'm not rapping anymore, I'm like, well, this is a special name that he gave to me. 
So I don't want to just throw it away, even though I'm in ready, yo. So I'm like, well, I'll just go with DJ Curveball. Yeah, well, it just rolls off your tongue, too. I love listening to you say, hey, I'm, you know, DJ Curveball. It's awesome to hear that because it just fits in it. And you just, you have that radio voice. So it's awesome to hear. So let's talk a little bit about living the dream. Can you tell us why you started the podcast and what you're doing with that? Yeah, that was an author named Ken Brandt that was following me on LinkedIn. And he he saw my profile and saw that I was a, 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 a radio. So he texted me, messaged me and said, hey, I got a book coming out. Can I come on your show so I can promote it? You, you know, I'm Ken Brandt. I'm, I'm in Australia. I'm visually impaired and all this stuff. And I said, well, I do R&B shows and Motown shows, so I'm not sure if I can help you, but I still would like to talk to you to, you know, and, and mind you, this is after I had went to school. So I, I had the skills to edit and, and do all this stuff. And, and they talked to us about not undermining podcasts. And I kind of had it in my mind and I'm like, uh, you know, who, who's going to listen to me? And so I get on this call with him. And he's like, you really should start a podcast or I don't, you know, uh, some kind of talk show. And I was like, well, I'm not, you know, I I don't know. You know, uh, I thought about it. I got the skills to do it. I went to school and he was like, yeah, you, you you know, you ought to get on there and and interview these people and stuff. And so when I got off the call with him, I um, just, it just kept popping in my mind. You ought to do it. You ought to do it. The things that he told me. And so finally I said, well, God, if you really want me to do this, you know, just let me know. And it just kept being on my mind and, you know, like almost like voices in my head saying, go, go get an intro, go get an outro and, and do your show. And so, and I was like, well, what am I going to call it? Living the dream, you know, because a lot of people will say that, oh, I'm living the dream, but I didn't want to call it living the dream with Curtis Jackson because. Uh, some of you might know, but 50 Cent, <laughs> who is a rapper, has that name. And I'm like, well, his name will probably pop up. So, hey, Living the Dream with Curveball Podcast. Because when I did this, I didn't realize other people had the same name. And you type it in and, yeah, and all these podcasts pop up. And so I went and got the intro and got the outro. And Ken Brandt was my first guest. And I didn't even know it was going to take off. I almost had a heart attack when I when I had a guest say yes because I was in this podcast directory and I pitched a guest and they said yes and I'm like seriously and I was only gonna uh, put out episodes once a week but then all of a sudden I started getting so many guests who might have a book coming out in two weeks and it's like I got three other interviews and I'm like I can't just you know I got to put their stuff out so they can promote their stuff and, and so that, that's when I kind of bumped up to to three days a week. And I'm up to four months as of Thursday, January 7th. So it's like, wow. Yeah. You know, and it's funny. The first thing when you messaged me on Instagram, I saw that and I thought, Curtis Jackson, is this 50 cent? Because that was the first thing I thought of. But then we started talking about it and I found your podcast and I started to listen to it. And it's just so much like mine, so inspirational. You're interviewing so many great guests who you bring out the best in them. You kind of listen a little bit like I do and, and get their story out there. So how many episodes have you done so far? I have done 54 episodes coming up to season three. The 55th will be coming out because the way that I do my seasons in baseball, it takes not, it takes 27 outs to complete a game. So I have every season is 27 episodes. So I'm coming up to my third season, uh, episode number 55. 
Oh, I, I love that. That's a great way to name them. You should, uh, every once in a while, like at the end of them, you should do an extra inning episode. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I, I sure do. I do. And, and that's what I should call it. I, I've done a couple of bonus shows, but that's what I should call it. Extra inning. Today's extra inning is interviewing such and such. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's awesome. So you, you mentioned, so it was broadcast school that you went through to get your DJing career going? Actually, I, I kind of had my DJ career going a little bit before that because I was on blindcafe.net, the, the chat site, or the chat site for the blind, and they were, they were starting the radio station, Blind Cafe Radio, and they were saying, hey, you got a good radio voice, you really ought to get on. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to get on the radio, I want to be trained so I know what's going on. You know, I understand that you don't necessarily need that, but I'm the type that I want to know what I'm, what's going on. And they kept telling me and asking me. And then all of a sudden, I'm a ham radio operator also. And I was on the radio and a minister said, hey, you got a good voice. You, you ever thought about doing radio? And I thought, well, I do have an opportunity to do it. It's not going to cost anything, so why don't I try it? So six months later, I was uh, looking online, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder if there any online radio schools or places that I can go to learn because I can't just leave my job to go anywhere. And I just Googled it, and all of a sudden, the Academy for Radio and TV Broadcasting in Huntington Beach came up. I called them, and less than a week later, I was enrolled because they they took financial assistance. So. I was able to do Pell Grant. So between Pell Grant and the student loan, it's, a, it's basically a seven-month boot camp for radio. And so I did that. And then I actually interviewed the director of the program, uh, co-founder Tom King, about the program. And there I am. And so now I feel like that really helped me because I understand everything that's going on and, and what you have to do and what goes on behind the scene. And that's what I wanted. So you would recommend having someone take take the classes and go to school if they wanted to get into radio? I would because it, it's going to let you know what's going on. You, you know, it, it might not give you everything, but because if you want to delve into a specific course or topic, then, you know, you'll have to branch off and do that. But it, it'll at least give you the basics when you, and, unless you can get it somewhere else. I mean, I guess maybe you could do it through YouTube, but I, I would definitely recommend it if a person could afford it and do it. And what are the kind of skills that they taught you how to do uh, in in the school? They taught everything as if I was just walking in off the street. And, and once they were working with me, they were like, wow, you're not just off the street. You, you got experience, don't you? And I'm like, yeah, I got three radio shows right now. So they taught anything from editing to podcast interviewing. And, and, and they would actually make you do this stuff. They would make you read the news first. They would give you a script that you needed to read. Then you had to write the news. Okay, we need three stories a minute long. So you need to time it out and you need to write it and still get us the details from your local market. They made us do traffic. They made us do weather. You, you had to commit 24 hours a week, six hours to, to news, six hours to traffic, six hours to producing an, an on -air, a live on-air show to where you, you actually had to do your ad checks. For example, welcome to KBCH Radio. I'm DJ Curveball. We are at the top of the hour. It is now 12 o'clock, and the traffic is clear on the road. 
here is Justin Bieber. You you know, like you're doing a, a radio show. Right. And then you would do that, do a couple of seconds of his song and you would come back, do an artist bit, give some information. This next song peaked at number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100 two weeks ago. Here it is, 50 Cent, you know. So, so you're doing all this stuff and you have to turn it into your instructor. And every Friday, you'll meet with your personal instructor and they will go through your stuff and listen to it and go through your written assignments that, that you have to listen to a radio station and, and tell them, answer the questions that they want. And they will critique you and tell you w- what you need to do if, you, if, if you're satisfactory or not. And then at the end, you have to do a whole air check, almost like you're applying for a job at a radio station. They'll, they'll tell you what needs to be in it and you have to do it and you'll get points taken off if, if you don't follow it. And then they also make you do an assignment at the end as if you're going to start your own radio station. What's going to be the format? How many hours are you going to play this type of music? How many songs? You know, all this stuff. So it's basically anything that you need to do radio. If you don't know what you need to know after that seven-month boot camp, uh, having to put a lot of commitment in and go to vocal coaching class and lecture class twice a week, (laughs) then you wasn't paying attention. That's the one of the things about doing anything is it always takes being doing it, you know, and I listened to my podcast from the beginning of, you know, this is episode 77 all the way back to the first one. And it's just changed so much. And I think that that's awesome that they force you to kind of hone your skills and continue to make you learn how to do that. I think that's one of those things that just really helps you to be better at what you're doing. And the only way to do it is to do it. And the thing about these people, these aren't people off the street. These are people, what, like one instructor uh, works on the morning show with Ryan Seacrest. Another instructor says, hey, I'm going to have to let you guys go a little early because our night shift guy isn't going to be in tonight. So I have to go in overnight and do the traffic and weather on this station. You guys can listen to me and I tune in and, and it's this guy's voice. These are people that, hey, after I do this, I got to go to the TV, the television station because they had a radio side and a TV side. So these weren't just people that they hired that just read books. And now they're telling you these are actually people in the number two market in the country that are actually working. Oh, I'm I'm big boys producer. or I I used to work with big boy, uh, you know, a big talk show host out there. So these are actually people that are doing this stuff. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. It's getting that, getting that, and they're sharing that with you and helping you to be better at what you're doing. So what's on the horizon here? You've got a podcast, you DJ some radio shows. What, what do you see in the future? You don't strike me as a person who's going to be complacent with just doing what you're doing now. No, I'm actually in the hunt right now to find clients because I want to do podcast editing and producing. So I actually edit, not getting paid for it, but I edit the radio stations podcast, the Blind Cafe Radio, Naked DJs podcast to give me some practice. They asked me to do it, but I'm actually trying to find paid clients. I'm trying to make my podcast stronger along with my editing and and producing company. I'm trying to make my podcast much stronger, get as many powerful guests as I can to motivate and and inspire and, and to help others because sometimes we need that word of encouragement. I wouldn't have started this podcast or even be on this show if I didn't have that word of encouragement five months ago from Ken Brandt. So I want to keep growing that podcast and keep growing the listeners, try to monetize, hopefully maybe find some some type of paid spot on internet radio. I know it's tough, you know, but 
We'll see what happens. Keep growing my listeners, followers, my brand, and hopefully can get some clients and uh, build that up to where I can leave my full-time job and actually work from home and be editing and doing what I really love to do. Yeah. And you can't live that dream without trying, right? You can do it from just sitting in the dugout. Yeah. I want to get out the dugout and get out the bullpen. I'm already warmed up. I did my warm-up pitching. Now I'm going to get in the game and try to, you know, do what I got to do. Well, hey, I've got one more question here for you. Before I get to that, I got to read a sponsor here, and then we'll get to that last question. Today's last question sponsor is Podspout. It's the only app that you will need to promote your podcast. Go to podspout.com to get your free account. If you want to get a paid one, use code SUCCESS to get 10% off any paid account. If you want to see what that looks like, go ahead and go to my Instagram account, at west.tankersley. Check out the link in my bio. It's a great landing page. Well, Curveball, it's been great having you on here. And we talked a little bit on your show about my last question, and you actually asked me that last question. So I'm going to hit you with it this time. Uh, You know, the show is called Shaping Success. And the last question is, how do you shape your success? How do you define success? I basically define success. Success is not about how much money you have, because you might have people that have a lot of money, but they're empty. They're, They're unhappy. Actually, a lot of them are. But success is what do you want to do? Are you happy? Are you content? Are you at peace? You know, if you want to have a relationship with Jesus, do you feel like you were you need to be in that relationship? Are you content with with the walk with him that you're having? Oh, you might work at McDonald's flipping hamburgers, but you could be the happiest person in the building because you're at peace and you're doing what you want to do. You might be flipping burgers, but you're the best at it and you're trying to do what you need to do to work up. Or you might be digging ditches, but you know, you're know you still happy and you think, well, why would somebody want to do that? Well, if that person is happy, then that's success. Success is not about being out there seen or being out there front line all the time or having the biggest money. Success is what you make it and what you want. And once you reach what you want, that is success. And I haven't got there yet, but I'm I'm working every day of my life to try to get to it, to where I can say, yes, this is success. Well, I think you're doing a great job and you're well on your way. So thank you for taking the time to come on the show. I really appreciate having you on here. And, um, you know, I hope you have a great rest of the day. You too as well. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you very much. And that is the show, everyone. I want to Thank you for tuning in. Again, if you can like, share, and review this on Apple Podcasts, do a watch party if you're watching on a live show. Until next time, I challenge you to find the shape of your success.